Hey everyone, how are you? Today is obviously record store day. Have you been out and buying any records? Not a huge amount available this year, just because uh, major record labels started repressing everything that they've got, and obviously queuing up with not many pressing plants left anyway. We're coming up today, a few new tunes, and of course, Tim Sheridan is going to be coming in for the second hour and presenting with uh, his influences. Yeah. 
This is Parabox. That was the new Pizza Night release, and the next one coming up is a track by Bird of Paradise called The Holy Mountain. What do you think of those jingles, by the way? I've created them at the very, very beginning, but they sound a lot more epic than the show does itself, so... Uh, let us know. Let us know in the comments on Facebook.
That was Bird of Paradise, and it just got released on uh, either Monday or Tuesday on Multiculti. They're releasing the entire box set, I think, somewhere in June, but um, so far they've released two records, and there's more to come.
This is Larry T's What Am I Gonna Do track released in uh, 1989. And a funny thing was, um, Larry T actually accepted the invite to do this this show. However, at the last moment, he sent an email saying that he doesn't really want to do it just because he's not passionate about music anymore and he does his uh, clothing label, which is a shame. I think he would have a lot of good stories to tell, but what are you going to do?
press release not long ago to be honest of a 2013 track I lost my shoes on acid more to come of course Tim Sheridan is going to be taking over the second hour to talk about his influences
was one of the impulse purchases to be honest one of those when you buy just put it somewhere and never even take it out well dug this up and thought it was going to be absolutely great for the show the next track is by nick murray and chris Barra. it's called say something it's on the same release as the bird of paradise track we played earlier and that's going to finish up the first hour and we'll uh, pass it on to tim sheridan
This is Parabox. So we're joined in by Tim Sheridan in the studio. Hello, Constantin. Hello, hello, mate. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. It's a beautiful sunny day here in London town. Tell us a bit about yourself, Tim. I'm a, a, an elderly, fat, hairy DJ with no mates and a dog. And uh, I make and play records. I've been doing for about 30 years now. And uh, I'm a professional northerner. <laughs> Great. So what, so what did you bring uh, for us to listen to today? I brought you about an hour of... of um, genuine influences I mean you said bring your influences and I think sometimes with these things you try and make yourself look cool and I'm not trying to do that at all so these are things that I actually listened to when I was a kid you know and they they genuinely influenced me and I kind of still listen to some of them today yeah great well uh, let's have a listen G-Force, five incredible young people with superpowers. And watching over them from Center Neptune, Seven Zark Seven. Watching, warning against surprise attack by alien galaxies from beyond space. That was a, the spectacular orchestral opening, uh, which is a great way to start something. And it's the uh, all the old people will, will remember the Battle of the Planets uh, from the mid '80s or something. And uh, I just love big orchestral sounding things. You know, I've always been uh, uh, interested in pomposity and, and 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 a big sound. I used to play in orchestras when I was a kid. I used to play the violin, and that theme always used to bring me running into the room and I didn't even really care that much about the cartoon I just liked the I just liked the um, the theme and and um, if the show is about influences then things like that when I was when I was very young were um, a massive influence I mean it was I, I still make to this day records that are really overblown and orchestral because of things like that so yeah I started really early with that kind of stuff Coming in now is uh, the Love Unlimited Orchestra, which is actually without Barry White. Barry White was obviously the band leader, but the band made this is on Japanese import as well, so it's a, pretty, a bit of a, a bit of a rare one. But um, Barry would often uh, leave the band to do records on their own, and uh, I, I always think that that Barry, the the, the, the drummer in the band, would like go, Barry, your wife's on the phone, and then he'd run out, or you know, pies, and he'd go <laughs> running out of the room, and while they were gone, they'd be like quick he's gone and they do like an awesome funk record and then Barry White would come back in and go have you lads been uh, playing funk again and they'd be like no Barry honestly and be like you're lying these drums are red hot <laughs> and this is um, the Love Unlimited Orchestra welcome aboard welcome aboard to my show 
Isn't that lovely? That's a, a welcome aboard again. Uh, a warm and cordial welcome to, to my show. I'm Tim Sheridan and uh, Constantine is, uh, has very kindly uh, let me loose for an hour uh, with, with uh, music from my past. Um, I sound a bit showbiz, don't I? I quite like it. <laughs> the next one, well, that was Welcome Aboard, Love and Limited Orchestra. And now... Um, I still play this to this day. If you come and see me DJ, I'm pretty guaranteed I'll play this, which is uh, uh, Underwater by uh, Harry Thuman, who um, is one of those people who was actually a genuine composer. He was like, um, he wasn't just, uh, you know, a guy in his bedroom. This guy could arrange an entire orchestra and when I first heard Underwater which was in the early 80s at a mate's house it's from 1979 this record although it sounds literally like it was made yesterday I was like he, he did, I didn't know what it was called and he, and I said oh it, it, it sounds like shoals of fish and basically a, a, a man had sat down with an orchestra and created an audio picture and created vision with sound, which I think is is a real achievement. I mean, really, to be able to do that is something that's a very few professional composers can achieve you know and obviously and it's one of, we also used to laugh and call it the kitchen sink record because it literally has every single instrument in the kitchen sink there's even a really annoying guitarist who comes in and does a solo so you take your guitar and get out <laughs> this is Underwater by Harry Thuman.
This is Parabox. record in it it's, it's just literally got ev- everything in it and uh, I've uh, yeah I still play it to this day you can play that easily with a house record and and the place goes mental and kids come running up and going what is this record and like oh it's from 1979 they just their faces drop off and they look really sad you know it's like oh it's like a million years before I was born and it's uh, yeah it's it's one of my favorites and and very again very influential uh, in, in in what I do when I when well in me basically yeah and uh, I'm just rabbiting on now Constantine's listening <laughs> um, and the next one is um, Mole Wax did loads of great stuff years ago and and, um, and they did this box set called the Major Force um, box set and um, I really love this record from it. it's called Sax Hoodlum which is just sounds like a bloke going mental with a saxophone <laughs> but it's a very fat record as well you know and, and I do like a, a, a good fat beat so um, yeah I'll, I'll shut up and let you enjoy Sax Hoodlum by Major Force Productions
that was um, from Japan, Major Force Productions, and uh, I always imagine that's like um, like after hours after in a coal mine after everybody's gone home and the colliery band have gone a bit mental. Um, and uh, next up is uh, actually another theme tune from my youth, a TV theme tune, and um, it's really obscure. And actually, this version that I'm playing, you can't really find anywhere because it's actually one of those sort of KTEL cheaper recorded versions of, 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 of an album um, and it's uh, I think it's by Enoch Light and the Light Brigade which is a fantastic uh, name for a band and the, the show was called Quiller and uh, and yeah I think this is again an awesome theme put this on when you're in the morning when you're putting your trousers on and you're set for the day Quiller because it always reminds me of like the uh, the, the uh, mandibles on a, on a big insect you know <laughs> like, like uh, tweeting away like a giant ant uh, so we could uh, uh, synth solo as well an early early synthesizer uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm here I'm Tim I'm here with Constantine uh, hijacking his show for an hour <laughs> and we were chatting earlier about um, about you know people get asked to do these things and they always try and choose the coolest records to make themselves look as cool as possible I'm, I'm about as as cool as a brick so uh, this next one is is actually just a really old chart record Earth, Wind and Fire but you got to understand that coming from the north in the 1970s and the and the 80s it was really grim and really grey and Earth, Wind and Fire were like space Egyptians <laughs> and everybody liked white punk music and I liked space Egyptians <laughs> and they used to arrive on stage in a spaceship you know what I mean and you can't go wrong with that and this is a gigantic record obviously a very major disco record as well but if you put this on I will dance it will happen if you put it on I will dance I'm warning you it's like like one of those fire alarms you know break glass in case of fat northern man you know you hit the glass and I will dance to this one so that's uh, in the stone earth wind and fire unlocks the heart and souls of you and me Love will learn to sing your song 
like earth wind and fire i i wonder if they, they used to have death in there like earth wind fire and death but death had to leave for artistic reasons you know it's a bit a bit uh, apocalyptic in it earth wind fire and death anyway um that was in the stone and uh next up and we had this discussion before as well constantine and i about um about Chuck Brown and the Soul. I was, I was massively into Go-Go, Washington Go-Go in the 80s, and I was a drummer. And I, uh, You might notice that a, a, a clever observer will listen to all these records and go, that guy used to play the drums, because they've all got great drum, drums in them, and I did used to play the drums very badly. And uh, and this is a great drummer's record. Go-Go's a really hard shuffle rhythm to play, and it's not easy, but I was obsessed at that time. And uh, and I used to love Chuck Brown and the Soul Searches. And, and again, I, I'll give an imaginary prize to anyone who can spot the sample here. Uh, Chuck Brown, yeah. Bustin' loose, bustin' loose now Bustin' loose 
Give me the bridge, y'all. 
y'all doing that? Okay, so the imaginary prize of a of a made up gold statuette of a naked man is uh, it goes to anyone who who noticed that that is the main loop of Hot in Here by Nelly. So uh, yeah, a massive rip off there. <laughs> Well done, uh, Farrell. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, move it. That, you, you thought you were safe now because, you know, all that sort of jolly dancing music, but I'm afraid that's over because now I'm going to put the weirdest record that I like. And I, I like it because it's weird. And I, I kind of like... I always loved Frank Zappa because it was it was lovely to know that somewhere at the end of the racks, alphabetically, <laughs> it was, was Zappa and there would be like... He's the most prolific recording artist ever. You know, he made the most music by a long chunk. And it's all unlistenable weirdness, which is, I really like that. And I, I, there's a lot of sort of jazz and a, a what you would call esoteric stuff where people like stuff because it's weird. And I, I do, I admit that I like Frank Zappa because he's weird and because he's extreme. And this is actually, as far as I'm concerned, the most complicated record ever made to play to have to have made and to listen to not a single bar is in is in the same time signature to be to play this the ensemble modern who are the ninjas of the classical world it's a small orchestra of people who are literally the best at their instrument on the planet and they wanted to they did a tour called the yellow shark which i was very privileged to see at the festival hall in london not long before frank zappa died actually which is which is um, again sort of sad and also a kind of an honor and uh, and the, the ensemble Sobel Modern said, we want to play G-Spot Tornado, Frank. And Frank was like, it was made for the Synclavier. It's ridiculous. You can't possibly play. No human can play it. It's really complex. And anyway, they went away for a month and they learned it and they played it. And apparently he, he, he started crying, which is something, because if anybody knows Frank Zappa, he's, he's, a, he's, a, tough, he's a tough guy. So, uh, yeah, uh, you, you listen for yourself. The weirdest, most complicated record I have in my arsenal. Have a listen, G-Spot Tornado. And I think it's live as well, so yeah, put that in your pipe.
G um, spot tornado. <laughs> there. Uh, sorry about that, everyone. Sorry, yeah, but I, I do. In terms, this is about influences, and and I was really influenced by Frank Zappa because I really like one man awkward squads. I like people who are just a real ass for the sake of it, and I think it's quite brave to be like that to not cut sort of caught any uh, you know uh, friends you know, <laughs> to be and to be a, an obstacle and I, I, I've always liked that and I'm a bit like that myself if anybody anybody knows me I'm a bit of an ass <laughs> anyway um or moving swiftly slowly onwards to the Smiths so I love the Smiths and um Morrissey's turned out to be a bit of a miserable git, hasn't he? Uh, uh, and again, another one-man awkward squad who I, who I admire. And he's not actually singing on this one. The reason I love Morrissey and the, and the Smiths is obviously I'm from the north. Obviously, I'm from the early 80s. And it was a very cold and grey place there. And I actually thought they were really funny. And, and, and they, the Smiths always made me laugh. And also, they were literally probably the best band that's ever... Best pop band ever. And uh, this is Oscillate Wildly, which is actually an instrumental, which just shows goes to show Johnny Marr. I mean, what a genius everything about it the arrangement the whole thing again quite a big orchestral sounding record for, for a four-piece band but um, yeah I, I do love the Smiths and um, I don't give a shit who, 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 who knows it <laughs>
Yeah, I, I love that. So it sort of it, it always reminds me of uh, the cold grey north. Uh, the north isn't always cold. It isn't always grey. But it just when I hear that record, I'm immediately transported back to uh, to the West Indian centre in Leeds in in uh, you know 1985 or whatever it was, and. Uh, which sounds rosy as nostalgic, but it wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the sound of of uh, of my uh, of my time up there, and and I'm saluting the the, the north now. And uh, com- conversely, completely the opposite. This is a Californian thing. The Doobie Brothers, what a fool believes, the twelve inch version, obviously. And it's uh, it's just the sound of of joy, and also what a singer, Michael McDonald. You know what I mean? It's just and and there's a there's a modulation in this that just uh, that, as the chorus comes in that just sends gives me chills to this day so again one of those ones from my youth and again this is instant sunshine this reminds me of, of living in Brixton for 30 years just sitting in the back of a giant blue beach buggy that sounds like a hundred Harley Davidsons and loads of people looking at you going look at those stupid white bastards in that car playing that record like they think they're hard or something and it does remind me of a, of a Brixton summer uh, uh, yeah so here we go yeah She must
world's worst DJ mix there between those two completely unlikely records. And uh, what followed after the Doobie Brothers was, um, you'll recognise the sound of Sting, or Stink, as we like to call him, because I never liked Sting, uh, even though I loved The Police. But again, I played the drums, so I was obsessed with Stuart Copeland, even though it wasn't Stuart Copeland who played on that. It was his drum technician, Jeff Sites, for all the nerds out there. Brimstone and Treacle was a Dennis Potter play, uh, which was a TV play that was made into a film. And it was one of those things when I was a teenager, I just bought, I loved the film, bought the record and just found that tune on it and just played it constantly until the record broke. And I used to play the drums along to it. So I loved, again, a very sort of, and the bass as well, the bass line. I used to teach myself uh, the bass by playing along really badly to, to records. So it was, again, it was... It's not very cool, but it was it's honestly like a really important record to me. And uh, I want to thank Constantine for having me along and letting me um, um, bushwhack his show uh, like a bandit with a hanky on my face. And, and I'm going to leave you with Frank Zappa because I do love Uncle Frank and uh, I'm probably one of his most famous guitar solo records, which is the sort of thing that people will absolutely hate or really, really love. And it's a bit prog rock and it's a bit sort of uncool. But then again, I'm a bit prog rock and a bit uncool, so... <laughs> thanks for having me mate thanks very much Tim for coming thanks for sharing all the stories a real stories. pleasure I really enjoyed that I'm pretty sure that everyone's going to enjoy them going to get glued down to their to their computers as, <laughs> as this is an online radio and uh, listen to this and uh, have a laugh I'm pretty sure a lot of them are going to wish he'd shut up and go and set himself on fire <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot for coming Tim thank thanks. you mate thanks for having me cheers <laughs>